You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It's Haberman and Middlecoff. That's John. I'm Guy. It's our YouTube channel and our podcast. However you consume, we thank you. We talk for a living. So we're here. Here we to are. Talk. Somebody somebody commented on a video yesterday that I did. John said like, uh, you know, I was going through the QB grades. They're like, get a life. I'll be back when the football's played. And I said, this is my life. <laughs> I, I went for a uh, a power walk today, and I was going up a hill. It was pretty hot, and I looked down. My phone buzzes, and the the text is from a Niner scout, and it just says, no flights from Phoenix to the Bay Area, question mark. <laughs> he said, I see Haberman here fucking roaming the sidelines. <laughs> I, said, yeah. I said, yeah, <laughs> I don't really have a good excuse. You know? I, I've been meaning to say hi to your boy, but I don't know if I can. I didn't know if he knew me. You know, you, you were usually the introduction, but um, I'll say yeah, I'll call Mike Shanahan hi. I think it's a it's a pretty, you know, this is not Belichick rules out there where you would never, I mean, if, if you if someone like me or you got caught talking to one of his guys, that guy could be fired. It's probably more, yeah, I'd say the Niners. I think the Eagles, it's much more kind of friendly, you know, it's well, I but, was, but I, I do think you would never, if you're not Adam Peters or Lynch probably want to get caught. If like Kyle looks over, it's not yeah. like, I don't think John Lynch, it's more that, or maybe yeah. just there's always, you know, the way a corporation looks like who's this guy should be talking. You know, totally. Just, yep. Do you have the status? I saw Larry Kruger today was like, hey, what are you guys doing next week? Are you guys going? Is John going to Vegas? And I said, no. And um, uh, I said, well, actually, he's going to Tahoe. Uh, but um, Taking a vacation. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I said, the thing is, like, who knows what anybody's going to get out of a Josh McDaniels practice? Now, are there some rules, I don't know, with a joint practice? Like, whose rules do you abide by? I assume the Raiders' rules. Doesn't look like the smoke is affecting uh, Vegas, John. But um, good, which is good. But I would imagine it would be pretty normal. Like most football practices, whether you go to a college practice, I would say a high end high school practice or an oh. NFL practice, are pretty similar, right? You start individual, you head into group. Like I, 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 you've been to a ton of college practices. Do any of the practices look that different? 
if they have pads on, like they all kind of no. follow a yeah. similar script. Right, 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 right. I mean, it could depend. Some's move the ball, some's goal line, some's crazy situations. Like this, the, the day might change, but the actual like, it's like golf. You play in one through 18, right? You kind of have an idea once the whistle blows and they kind of break from stretch the next, depending on how long it is. I, I haven't been to a joint practice in a long time. They can definitely vary. But I would imagine it would be pretty similar. You kind of separate, and then the moment you start going group stuff, O-line, D-line, wide receiver, right, running backs, maybe one day they'll do like running backs versus linebacker, pass protection drill. You just kind of incorporate the two teams. Yeah. Last one, I, I, was it the, the Winter Broncos? Broncos-Niners joint practice. Oh, yeah. It was Paxton Lynch. Oh, yeah. Forgot Excellent. about that. Uh, if you are uh, listening to the podcast, however you listen to it, great. Um, we appreciate that. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Leave a question. And if you're watching this video, a lot of you watching, hit that uh, like button. Subscribe to the channel. Half of you, the data says half of you watching this video, whether it's live or not, are not subscribed to the channel. And we, affect you, uh, we appreciate you subscribing to the channel since um, this is the life I've chosen. So, you know, uh, here we go. Um where should we start? You want a few QB scores or you want some injuries? Well, we we, we got to say shout out to our sponsor, Tito's. You know, we, <laughs> That's we, where we should start, John. Love those guys. You're doing anything this weekend? Enjoy a Tito's. It's, we're recording this before Thursday night football. I guess there's not – preseason doesn't actually start this weekend. Uh, we're still a week away from preseason yeah. games. Yep. It's just that game. So it's like you can't really watch other preseason games. Watch baseball game. I mean, I, I was watching Giants-Diamondbacks uh, last night. Have yourself a Tito's Friday night, Saturday night. Tonight, Thursday night, uh, Tito's, whatever you want, go support the brand. They're the best in the fucking business. We love them. They're I was talking to people on the um, on the sideline today at Niner practice. I won't name names, but there was a, a heavy Tito's consensus. Jed? Not Jed. Kareem no. Abdul-Jabbar? Uh, no, not Kareem. I did not, Kareem was not there today. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there was that. Also, shout out to Susie and Tyler from Morgan Hill, John, who, who yelled at me and said they uh, they enjoy the show. Colber? Huh? Susie Colber? I think she spells it with an S. Oh. I don't know that. That's just the sense I got. Susie gotcha. with a Z. Although Susie is got like, you know, not at ESPN anymore, right? Colber? Oh, she was, she was part of the layoffs? I think so, because there was this big debate about who's going to host Monday Night Countdown. Van Pelt or... Uh, Somebody else. <laughs> There's been a lot I saw on YouTube, you know, just the algorithm was like, Stugatz, <laughs> no one cares who calls games because you see hand down, man down, also got fired. So like the NBA crew, Van Gundy, Mark yeah. Jackson, both gone. Mm-hmm. And I am in some agreement with, they're, they're, clearly a couple years ago, the Monday night crew, like that's unacceptable, especially when it's a standalone game. But I think that there's... 80% of it, like the difference between, and I, I, you and me, Kevin Burkhart guys, Greg Olson, and ultimately Troy and Joe, who are awesome. Like, I, I don't think anyone, no one's any less likely to watch Niners Packers because it's not of, about the ratings. That's right. It's about other things, but it's not about the ratings. But like, the, whoever, if Doc Rivers and Mike Breen are doing it, like, that's, there's no difference than I like Jeff Van Gundy. Oh, right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, like Kevin Burkhart could host the fucking Super He did, right? Greg Olson is good. Oh, like, you can just, yeah. Tony Romo or the next Tony Romo, right? It's just, now there's a difference of like Booger, right? You can't have Booger who doesn't know what's good. I like Booger college. I I think it's a very tough transition. We've often talked about this, like calling Curb Street is 
awesome at college football. He knows his shit. But calling Penn State and Ohio State is dramatically different than calling even just 49 or Seattle. It's From just, a crane? They had Booger on a crane? <laughs> that, that dude, Remember that? I, they had him on a crane. I don't think a lot of people realize, too, like – if you do a college football game, especially if you're not flying private in some of these towns at night, like you probably miss a decent amount of the morning NFL games just mm-hmm. in transit, right? Right. Yeah. You're not just on your couch like us. That's right. Or definitely me. You've um, been in transit. I mean, it's just you, you get to a place like it's hard to get back from. Yeah. Yeah. Lubbock, Texas doesn't have directs all the time. You go to Dallas. That's what I did. So. Guns up. Why are you trying to talk about the Big 12 right now, John? <laughs> I don't understand why Utah doesn't get more respect. I would just come at... If Utah's... I, I'm coming after Utah. I would want Utah... Yeah, I mean, that's Cal. the rumor. I'm with you. I think... I, no, I'm like, not talking... Big, I'm talking the Big 10. Like, I, oh. I, I don't, why, why does Stanford and Cal have to be a package deal? I don't I know take that they're going to be Utah. either. I mean, yeah, I mean, to me, in the world 10 years from now where there's 40 college football teams, Utah's in that party. That's what I'm saying. Like to the me, tough Utah part's going to be when they're like, "Okay, Wake Forest, we have to have a conversation." Well, did Florida State saying they want out because they think they're getting screwed? Okay, Vandy, we have to have a conversation. Wait, what's Wake in? Is Wake in the ACC? Yeah, Never yeah, mind. yeah. But you know, Rutgers. Uh, yeah, Florida State. They got their grant of rights is tied up till 2036. They're not happy. They're going to. They're taking that sucker to court. But if you're the SEC right now, wouldn't you just? It's like, do you really need Vandy for the academics, or can you just boot them to grab yeah, Florida State? Eventually, you can. They just the presidents don't like to do that. All right, let's get to some. Uh, can I give you some uh, scoring? What John? happened? Yeah, give, give me <laughs> scoring. Here we go. Brock Purdy today, even par. Uh, for those of you who aren't golf people, par is good. It's baseline. Birdies better. Excellent. Bogies bad. So in golf, it's kind of reversed. Lower scores, negative scores are better. Positive scores are bad, all right? Um, Par for Brock, and I'll take you through it. Darnold, one under, but an unspectacular one under. And Trey, one over. I was actually going to go par for Trey today, but everyone jumped me for not giving Brock a double bogey yesterday for a pick, so I had to give Trey a double bogey today. Even though I wrote bogey, and then I realized, oh, wait, this is a double bogey, or else people are going to say, aren't interceptions worth more than incompletions? And I'll say yes. Part of it was that, um, well, let me take you through. Brock, a um, couple nice birdie throws. I, I think I just want to tell you, I'm not going to read you everything, but yes. Has he changed like his, did I read that his? It's confusing. So I didn't think he was going to throw today. Because he basically Kyle he said, Two days on, one day off. So they did two practices, had an off day, and he skipped a practice. So then it was two days on, two days off. Yesterday they had an off day after he practiced for two days. So yeah. by the original schedule, he would have been back today. But the last time they had the schedule, he got back-to-back days off. So he practiced today after one day off, which is different than what he did the previous time when he got two days off. So Kyle acted like it was no change. Kyle acted like it was just part of the regular schedule, but it was different than what they did with him previously. He got one less day off than he got previously. When we were talking about the initial surgery and then once the surgery happened and the timelines, wouldn't you say that this is blown by even best case scenarios that he's able to do this on August 3rd when we were like doing the dates? Like this um, is pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's definitely best case scenario at, at least, yeah, right? Best case scenario. Yeah, I mean, Kyle said... At the initial press conference, two weeks is when he'll be full go. 
and middle of next week is two weeks from when practice started, right? Practice started in the middle of a week. So middle of next week, the Niners are going to, uh, will the schedule's not out yet, but they probably will practice Monday. Then maybe have like a light Tuesday workout. Then they fly Tuesday to Vegas and then they practice in, in Las Vegas. So, you know, that he could, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly how they're going to play it because they're going to have Sunday off. So we won't really know. He's going to have a built-in off day next week. Kind is the is the is the plan the ninth, tenth to do the joint practices? Uh, so the or game the is on the eleventh. So it, it, so I think it's tenth and eleventh. Are yeah. you looking at the calendar? What what is uh, Wednesday's date? Wednesday is the ninth. So what are they? So I don't know. That's why I'm still waiting to figure out if they fly Tuesday. What are they doing on the ninth if they're not joint practicing? Could they be practicing on their own somewhere? If else? they're not playing until Thursday. If they practice the ninth and the tenth, what do you do the eleventh and the twelfth? Yeah, even I if the twelfth is a laid back day, that's a, they're in Vegas a long time. It's not Holy exactly shit. clear how that schedule is going to break down. Although it may be right that they do their own practices a couple days or one day. Without there the- is a chance if the practices are the tenth and the eleventh that you wouldn't fly out till the ninth, being Wednesday. Be- yeah, that's possible. Because I remember that the 10th and the 11th in my head feel like... It makes sense, right? You fly Wednesday, you practice Thursday, Friday. You have Saturday off, and then you play Sunday. Although you could yeah. argue you fly Tuesday after like a light walkthrough, do your own practice Wednesday, and then joint practice Thursday, Friday. Mark give up the facility for a couple hours to his Yeah, uh, I'd say you take UNLV's our tribals. You got to take UNLV's practice field, but they're probably just firing up practice. So I don't know what, um, you know... Aces have any room? Uh, I don't think it's big enough. <laughs> no, probably not. I don't think it's big enough. So a uh, couple of birdie throws. So like above average good throws for Brock today. Brock had um, – I went back and forth. Uh, he had a bogey throw to Ayuk over the middle. I went back and forth. He had a – he threw a 50-50 ball that I, I scored a par. It was incomplete. Um, it was good coverage. It was broken up by Womack. It was Debo. And these 50-50 balls to Debo just are not – you know, it, but but it was not a bad throw. I'd say it was slightly underthrown. I said to Papa, I'm like, I think the throw was low. It did not have a lot of air under it. Greg said, I don't know if you've heard this one. That's how they want him to throw that ball in practice because they want the receiver DB competition. There's a team drill, not one-on-ones. So when he comes back on the show, as he volunteered to do, we can uh, clarify. Was that, that was a go, like a go ball, like down go the Go ball and team. And it's just. They do not hit the throw, but it was, but John, it was like, I saw somebody make a catch in a practice yesterday. That was, it was just a 50, 50 ball. A guy goes and gets the ball. And that's what this throw was. Um, and so, so <laughs> I saw that comment too. Can you read that please? Guy, your golf rating system is an extension of evil social stratification that can only be understood by the rich elites. That's right. I take, uh, offense umbridge? to that. Take yes, totally. A lot of umbrage to being taken right here. A lot of umbrage. The, simp- the simple fact that much fucking umbrage, man. golf is a working man's game now. It's public. It became very just well, anyone can play. It, the access is everywhere you turn. Public golf course. It is I not play for old- thirty dollars with a cart right now. I, I played yesterday for thirty bucks as well. This is not. You know, Augusta and Pebble Beach only. And Pebble is a public course. You just have to pay $600 unless you're a guy and somehow you play a bunch there for free. But the reality is that's just a bullshit comment. This is not 1981 with Lee Trevino and Jack Nicholas. This is modern-day golf. 
That's right. Public golf, baby. Right. This is power to the people, John. Tony Finau got his big break. Literally on the big break. He did the he did the show. Big break. Somebody played a golf course. Who was? I was talking to somebody today, like, oh, I just played a course in Salt Lake City or in Utah. And they were like, uh, you know, they told me the course record is Finau. <laughs> oh well, that's his that's where he lives. I, I know. He, he plays I think he spends stuff. half his year there. He was on the big break. Tony Finau didn't go to college or anything. You know, but he, he was just, on the big break? Yes. Didn't win. Did not I don't think Tony Finau won the big break. Robbie he says guys. Guy, Robbie says, Guy and John's white privilege is showing with this golf rating BS. Just say good throw or bad throw, laughy emoji. <laughs> I'm trying to be creative, so it's more interesting than good throw or bad throw. Um, this is what Tiger and Earl Tiger and Earl tried to break these barriers, Guy. They're still fighting for them. Um, all right, really good throw from Trey Lance. Um, pressure over the middle seed to Sneed. Really good throw from Trey Lance. This is Birdie Birdie. Tay Martin to the sideline. Really nice throw. Um, bogey throw, I think. Threw it. Well, it was a bogey throw. He threw it behind Braden Willis. One thing I've seen in uh, one of the rookies from Oklahoma, Braden Willis does not seem to be dynamic at the moment of the catch if the ball's not like right at his catch zone, but he's a big tight end, so understandable, I guess. Um, not super, uh, not super comfortable with Braden Willis's game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I understand. A <laughs> uh, couple of par throws. Um, he had a throw that was over the middle, kind of behind Ayuk, but Ayuk caught it. But I don't think it was a missed. And I gave him a par. I don't think Trey. Um, I don't think it was inaccurate. I think it was a choice route. He threw it to one side. Ayuk went the other way. Ayuk still adjusted and was able to catch it. So good catch. And then his interception was not good. Um, just like Brock's near interception the other day was not good. This was a ball. I think he was trying to get to Tay Martin. Tay Martin was uh, not all that close. It was a a hooker, as a, a hooker, as Kyle Shanahan said. He was looking for the hooker, and D. Winters was right there. This is good news for the defense. D. Winters, the uh, six round tight end out of TCU, right in the chest, snagged it. Really good catch. Um, I thought bad throw. Then, in, then after practice, Kyle Shanahan said, "Bad read. He's got to check it down there." So clearly, this D. Wintercat has a lot of like Dre Greenlaw, Al Shire, just athlete, right, flying around. Is that um, safe to say? Yeah, yeah. He's got some Greenlaw aggressiveness too to him. He's a little undersized, but you know, so maybe that's part of it. Athletic. The other guy that stands out just is he, he going to make the? Is he going to make the team? You think? Uh, I don't know. But like decent chance, clearly. Yeah, he's got a shot. Um, Jalen Graham, the seventh rounder out of Purdue, is tall. He had a really, I didn't even look it up yet, but I, I mean, he looks on the hoof like he might be 6'2 or something. Could you give me a position on that individual? That's a linebacker, John. Purdue's a team that you could kick out of the Big Ten as well, and no one would notice. I guess um, their basketball team is kind of needed. I mean, 6'3, yeah. Uh, needed might be strong, but. Helps a- yeah, add you- something, bring something to the table. Yeah. Um, what else do I have for you? Okay. Did I give you Trey? I gave you Trey. Now, Darnold, I had Darnold one under. Darnold was all pars and one birdie today, and a lot of pars. See, I'm scoring. Green is green is uh, birdie. Red is bogey. Black is par. If you're watching, uh, you get the benefit of that. Uh, short screen, short screen, short throw, P.I., uh, 81 in the flat, Danny Gray in the flat. You blah, just don't blah, like blah. Sam Darnold, do you? Uh, he had a really nice throw and catch, and it was the catch. 
You know who had two birdies today, I think? Danny Gray. Danny Gray, I've been saying this for four days now. He's looked frustrated to me because they only throw him deep balls and they're hard to connect on. And um, and it, he caught a short pass the other day and his teammates cheered for him. And it made me think that they recognize that he's frustrated and they have thrown him some intermediate balls in these last two practices. So I don't know if Kyle's recognized it, but you know, hopefully the lesson is, Hey, this guy has something we could use him. Let's come to him a little bit and help him feel good and get confident. And uh, he had a really nice catch over the middle, had to go high, not too high. Like I said, I, I gave Sam a birdie for it. Cause it wasn't an easy throw, but it was a really nice catch from Danny Gray. So all in all, you know, I, somebody said to me afterwards, I think Brock was the best today. That's fine. Yeah, maybe. But another day where, you know, I think it was a lot of no pun intended par for the course. Like, do you, you rank the quarterbacks? Obviously, the starters, Brock. Well, the I starters, mean, the starter. And I think the number two thing is a competition. It, like, it is. Like, this is, you know, there are there were multiple days, two days in a row, where I thought Darnold looked better. Now we've had a couple days where Darnold has not looked better than Trey, and Trey's been at least as good as him, um, maybe better than him on one of the days. And, um, you know, the games are going to really matter. Like, we're not talking about that many throws. Today was a short practice, should be noted. Brandon Allen did not throw a pass today. Yeah, prize picks is where it's at. Prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million users. I've been using it and telling you about it for months it's the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. We're not going to talk about my Otani less season long pick quite yet on his home run total. You just pick more or less of two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. For example, this week on prize picks, you can go Anthony Edwards more than 29 points and Nikola Jokic more than 10 rebounds. Playoff time's the time to join because star players mean more on prize picks. Keep an eye out for the starred players on the board and you could receive a 10% payout boost if they're in your winning lineup. So right now, download the prize picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize picks, code HAM50. First deposit match up to 100 bucks. Price picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, 
Maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So, you know, we could talk. I don't, I don't think. As I, <laughs> is it, I, no one's getting this confused with like the Junction Boys, Bear Bryant here. Right? No, no, it was an extra short practice. They had, coming off like, an off day, which again, I'm not trying to act like I could play in the NFL. That's right. But this somebody. I just a lot the of these players complaining. It, it is. It's. It's never been a better time when you factor in the money they make and you factor in the time you have to practice, which is by far the hardest part of football. As Ray Lewis would say, "You pay me Monday through Saturday. The games are for free." Yeah, right? right, these guys like playing in the games, and none of these fucking guys, or at least the majority of them, I, we'll see on the Niners, but don't even play in the preseason games. So it's like you really just get the sweet games when everyone's watching. Yeah. Uh, Again, not acting like I could do it, but I have with my own eyes been to the practices that used to be hard, and I do know a lot of the older players that played in that generation, and they, I, I do understand their. I, I texted this to Marcus Thompson the other day. You hear a lot of the old NBA stars talk shit about the new ones. I'm like, listen, it's human nature, but I think the old school guys in the 80s and 90s, and honestly, even the 2000s, have a much bigger gripe in the NFL. One, the money right now is dramatically higher. Two, we fucking died on the goddamn field. Dramatically is not even, right, like beyond dramatically. In a different stratosphere. And three, the practices, like... OTAs were pretty intense. We didn't have a choice. It was like mandatory bullshit or involuntary or voluntary bullshit. Y'all knew they were mandatory. We had to show up. And two, once training camp started, you better have your mind right because you're having double days of goal line. I remember with the Eagles, guys flying over the pile, and it was just like, this is insane. And bodies, you know, guys like this laying there have to be helped up. It's just, now it's like one, every, every practice has them, right? The Niners had it with Greenlaw and McCaffrey. Occasionally, like, different. It's like, oh, my God. They just tackled the guy to the ground. <laughs> it's a big fucking story. It's like, oh, yeah, it's tackle football, you know? But any if it happens at any practice, assess, especially with a substantial player, it's a big story. It's like, can you believe... That uh, that Chris Jones just tackled Isaiah Pacheco. It's like, well, yeah, he's the running back. He's a D tackle. I mean, what what's he supposed to do? 
ironically, neither of those players, I mean, Chris isn't even there and Pacheco's hurt, but you know what I mean. Uh, you know, well, let me ask you this. Do you think practice is easy for the guy that holds the D-line bag? Who wants that job? <laughs> that job's always been hard. That That's Javon Hargrave there putting hands almost into this guy's throat. No, thank you. I don't want that job. I think there was a story a couple years ago. Might have been the Niners. Maybe it was the it was the Raiders. The, remember, like when you do O line D line, and there's like the uh, the assistant, one of the assistant coaches, like she's like the assistant O line coach, pretends to be the quarterback, and he's kind of sitting back there. The guy, sometimes they don't even know, and they like shove you, and you like fly. <laughs> I'm not saying there aren't violent parts of this version of practice, no, I know. but they are. I mean, think about that. Two days on, they have an off day, and the practice is short. They have hard, it, medium, light days. Today was like Kyle said afterwards, it's what their analytics tell them about workload. Do you know who would have loved analytics? Like uh, everyone did work six days a week. <laughs> the UPS yeah. guy. Analytics say four day work week's ideal. Package <laughs> will be there next week. I read someone was like. Uh, I don't know who came up with the the forty hour work. Maybe it was FDR or something. But there was a headline. Wasn't that a book? Uh, forty hour. There was a ch- the, the, uh, that was like the five hour work week. I think. Five, oh, five hour. <laughs> the, the forty hour work week like became official whenever, and someone quoted it like, "This guy is the biggest loser of all time." Imagine if he hadn't done it. And then a bunch of historians were quoting it like, "You do realize before this was invented, the work week was like ninety hours in the factory. Like this was actually a historic good thing, yeah. you know." Yeah. And it's just no different than these practices. I, I I'm a big believer though that, and it feels like this once the season happens and we get a lot of injuries. And then it's not Kyle Shanahan; he is not alone by any means. Everyone's doing this except like. Andy and Tomlin that are probably like tackling to the ground as we speak. You just get to these games and you just you start going full speed, right? D- Debo and Ayuk have been running around full speed, but like Fred, like the impacts aren't full speed. Right. And Trent, like that, what Trent has to do, and you, he's an all-time tr- great player. Trent, yeah, Trent. Trent was in street clothes today. McCaffrey vet day off. Few vet days off today. And I don't even blame it. Like I, I, I do agree, but it's just. Is it the ultimate? Like, I, I do think the guy from the 90s, like, we were prepared when the season came for the calluses on our body. Like, sure. the guys are just not now. And, and I would say this with the 49ers. I bet if we looked at the schedule week one, they, they just overall player wise, the most physical game on the schedule. Steelers? I mean, to me, th- I, I would imagine that's going to be one of the better. Ravens? Close. Well, I'm just saying, like, we, I'm just talking week oh, one. Oh, the schedule. first game. I understand. <laughs> Yeah, like it's just it's it's probably one of the more physical matchups you could make in the NFL. Right? Yep. Yep. Um, let me tell you here, John. If I had anything else on pass pass plays, nothing significant um, outside of that. No no big deep balls. Uh, like I said, Danny Gray, Trey Lance at one point in team drill took good control. Willis wasn't lined up in the right spot, and Trey was directing him, so we knew that play. Um, I told you who was off today. Oh. But actually, before I get to an injury, let me just uh, AW here threw us a 20 spot to ask, is the quarterback play better than what you've seen from Jimmy Garoppolo in past camps? Well, Jimmy's had those. Remember those days where like Fred Warner picks him off three times and it's not good. But Jimmy had a stretch where he threw a pick six in like five straight days. Remember that? uh, Yeah, I I, uh, this is going to this is going to sound bad, I think. But no. It's been the quarterback play has been fine enough. We got to get to games and then we'll see with these guys. But um, 
No, I wouldn't say you go out there, watch them throw and go, God, finally, they got rid of Garoppolo and now we can watch these guys play. It's that's not, that's not, I mean, they have, they have been going to the NFC championship game without like Marino and Favre. So it's just kind of the, kind of their operation. That's right. Uh, Elijah Mitchell strained. And uh, we should probably run a poll here. Maybe, you know, the answer is it abductor or adductor. Is that like the muscle that you're six pack? Uh, yeah. Or, well, I, I don't know. I think there's multiple abductors. Like I'm just Googling. I, sh- I, I assumed it was like six pack, but now I'm Googling hip abductor. Yeah. So, I, mean, um, I, I, I think you start, once a guy tells you who they are, you got to start believing them. And I, I'm a big fan of this guy's game, but I, I think you, like, we've already talked about it over the first couple of years. Glute on the outside of the hip, adductor is groin. That's not, it's not really even debatable anymore. You just you got to have four or five guys in the operation, right? If you tell yeah, me, like, they do. is he dressed week one or is he hurt? I'd be like, well, he probably gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, or this injury, you know, we're still five weeks out. Maybe something else happens. Maybe not. Hopefully not. But Jordan Mason's been good. Ty Davis Price, I think, does. The reports are those guys look good. I, I concur. I've seen it. Um, uh, Ty Davis Price runs really hard, cuts hard. Kalan Laybourne, I think is how you pronounce it, from Florida State, then Marshall. He he looks springy today. So, um, well, guy, this is the thing. This is what Jim Ursay say. What do you say? What you want? Drug issues, overall, just issues as a human being. You can question all he wants. You can't question his desire to help free will. You see, he's spending millions of dollars to save the orca, but. Like Ursay's twenty right million, about, yeah. Ursay's right about the running back position because the guy that you just listed from Florida State and then Marshall, these we see it time and time again with specifically the 49ers, right? If you, if you tell me Jordan Mason and Ty Davis Price could those guys combine to get you twelve hundred yards, like I fully assuming they could both stay healthy, but hell yeah. I mean, it's just time and time again, and Check guys this. come. Guys come out of nowhere. You know Gibbs, the running back that the Lions drafted, whatever, 12th or 13th? Jameer? Yeah, he's from Alabama. But he transferred from Georgia Tech the year before. Right. People people were not viewing this guy as some locked top 50 pick. Goes to Alabama. It's happening in college football. These running backs move and then become legit. Didn't Charbonnet? Did he start at Michigan? Am I thinking of a different guy at UCLA? Uh, No, you're correct. Yeah, so I mean, guys transferring now a lot like quarterbacks, and then go on to get in a good spot. I think Charbonnet got hurt at Seattle's practice, but who? Uh, I think they had a day of practice when Walker and him both got hurt a couple days ago. Check this out, John. According to Matt Barrows, abductor. According to Matt Mayoko, adductor. The other thing is the the uh, the pads they wear. I don't know if it was Jason Kelsey. Definitely an O-lineman on a podcast had said that he, I think it might have been Jason Kelsey, thought maybe him and Lane Johnson were talking about it and thought like in the, you know, six months ago, think think there's a lot of hype on these things and they've had consistent concussions or they did last camp with those, you know, the extra padding. I think Jordan Mulata, their tackle, got one last year maybe in, in training camp. Careful. Which just doesn't think like, yeah, I don't, the, the, I don't think the, the information is just out that they're a lock. I know they're big believers that it decreases it, but I see alignment all around the league getting concussions. Shanahan likes it for quarterback protection if they hit their fingers on the helmets. I agree. I mean, that makes sense, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Banks is wearing one right now, right? 
because all of the linemen are and got a concussion. Um, Jalen Moore, bone bruise knee. That's good news. Yes. So, what was uh, Drake what was Jackson big... smoked Colton McKivitz today? Smoked, looked oh. fantastic, like a very, just around the edge and whoop. Mega sack. Uh, no, I I think Purdy got the ball out, but it was quickly. Good, so, good so he, that he did. So it's, I think it's fair to say then that the three guys that they drafted pretty high that they clearly. Me and you talked to Lynch last year in OTAs. He's like, we felt pretty lucky. I'll get all three of them where we did. Because remember, they were not drafting high. To get Drake Jackson, Danny Gray, and Ty Davis-Price, clearly take that little year one to year two kind of feels like they all just feel a little more yeah, I mean, in this practice. I, I, I would put Danny Gray third on that list right now. He's got a shot. The problem is, like you and I, I think I mentioned to you, when I looked the other day, Ray Ray, who was a pretty impactful player for them, had like 15 catches last year. So it's still going to be hard to get touches in theory. But, yeah, I mean, I saw somebody said here in the chat, um, uh, Red Eye says, Danny Gray's a body catcher, can't catch with his hands, arms, but his chest body, not a real receiver to sight, 4-3 speed, 10 targets last year, one catch, six yards. I've watched a lot of Danny Gray because he's with the quarterbacks in the, you know, routes on air, in one-on-ones, and then in team. And I've kept a close eye on him, and I've told you guys multiple three times I've heard him just kind of yell when he doesn't get the ball or he gets a drop. I've seen him drop passes. I think he's making a concerted effort to catch the ball with his hands, not with his body. When I've seen him drop the ball, it's been trying to catch with his hands, not with his body. Um, I don't think he's there yet. I think Ty Davis-Price has a chance to be more impactful. Definitely Drake does. But I'm not giving up. Like, there was a period coming into this camp where I thought, like, is, you know, is Danny are Danny Gray's opportunities about to decrease? Ronnie Bell's had some nice moments, but Danny, it still brings something that nobody else brings. And um, I've always appreciated that he tries to block and he plays. The, he doesn't return. He just plays special teams. So um, I think he has really helped himself. And if Danny Gray ultimately is a success story, part of it will be because he's willing to do the other things necessary to get himself on the field and, and to remain kind of in the rotation where, you know, the fifth, sixth receivers have to, you know, in order to be uh, among the fifth or sixth receiver competition because he plays special teams. So I think he works hard. Um, and um, I think he's got a chance. I still, I, I think he's got a better chance, honestly, than I did like coming into the camp. I think in the preseason games, because I would imagine Sam Darnold and Trey Lance are going to play a lot. He's going to get some looks. Right. I mean, he's a lot yeah, to make the team 100%. because especially I just mean from an offensive standpoint. Uh, and, and when I said those guys took a big role, obviously his role is dependent on them throwing the ball and they got sweet wide receivers and options. I'm not acting like I just mean clearly he's a more confident player. Ty Davis Price is clearly just a better player or more focused, more mature, whatever. And Drake just battled body issues last year, right? Because, I mean, let's face it, a lot of D linemen, maturity, I don't, no one gives a shit. You either have like the physical capabilities or you don't. And they just couldn't kind of get his body right. And even Shanahan and Lynch said by the end of the year, he had no power. Remember, wasn't that their thing? Like, yeah. It was just like, wasn't. And now it kind of feels like he's, he's got a pretty good idea what he's, what he's working with headed right. into this thing. And they're right. going to need him. Yep. Right. They, they, they just, they're yeah. just going to need him. They are going to need him. I, I was, I was, uh, I listened to Nadamak and Sue, uh, Rosillo had him on and I was thinking, and, and he talked about like, this point in time of his career, he's a non-training camp guy. He's just like a mercenary, just shows up like week one or two. But they, they talked about a lot of different things, and one of the things he mentioned was, you know, in his 
his time in Detroit, he was around Kasurik, and he's like, you know, they know exactly what I was thinking. Like, would he be a guy? Remember, they kind of sniffed around last year. Like, do, do oh, they need? Yeah. Do they body wise? I mean, why wouldn't they yeah. just depth? I mean, just he wants. He's only going to good teams, so right. That he That's knows the D line or D line coach. Yeah. That's a good pick. Just gives you some depth. You can never mm-hmm. have enough. I mean, at any moment, uh, you can lose a D lineman for a month. Absolutely. It's why when I was talking to Kruger the other day, and I said, like, I don't think they need D lineman. And, and I'm, well, I think I already mentioned this to you two days ago. When you start thinking about like all the guys they rattled through there the last couple of years, it's true. They have had really good depth at that position. Um, Kyle, use check, John. Uh, there's no audio here, but for those of you watching, here's video of Kyle to the press conference wearing a branded IU cat and a Debo Samuel hoodie. That's a good what's team. A bra- right what's a Brandon Ayuk hat? Well, it looks like, I can't quite tell. It looks like it's a B, and then the two lines are the 11. Like the stake, the up, the vertical line in a B is an 11. But I'd rock a, that Debo sweatshirt for sure. The Debo, I think the Ayuk hat is a clean logo. And um, Oh, yeah, it is. I can kind of see it. Can you, can you see in this video that I'm playing? I've had I've had several people. It might have been on the same night, uh, a neighbor, and then a guy that Maria sold a house to. And again, I'm pretty sure it was the same night because he made the one guy a lot of money. They were at the craps table with Debo, and they, they just both of them just like were in like shocked by just how cool and down to earth he was. And you and I were talking probably a top couple niner that just if you were in a random spot, especially in a situation like that, a lot of these guys are betting you know, four-figure hands on the crap. So it's it's not like $5 hand blackjack, right? So you're in a crew that he was the richest, like as they said. The one guy told me he, he, the wads of cash he had were by far the biggest in the crew. But he, he just said he was just huge smile, hugging people after rolls. And they just said couldn't have been any cooler and more down to earth. And everyone's hugging after rolls. And just said it was fucking awesome. Yeah, I think Debo would definitely be on the list of guys that would be very friendly if you ran into them at the casino uh, and, and would enjoy the fact, you know, would, would enjoy their celebrity, that all of that, you know? Yeah. Maybe Plus, I think one it, day later in his life, you want to be behind closed doors, but I think that's part of the fun. Yeah. And in the casino and on a craps table is typically uh, in a weird spot, a safe place because like they don't allow phones out. The casinos don't. Uh, you know, for gambling reasons. There have been some stories. Someone forwarded me something yesterday that like a, a gambling ring involving some NFL players could come out. Obviously, some of these Iowa State stuff, the backup quarterback when Purdy was the starter, betting on games through his mom. Do you see that story? Mm-hmm. How about the, was it the Iowa kicker or the Iowa, was it the Iowa kicker the other day? There was an Iowa State backup quarterback who I think now is a starter. There was something with an Iowa I don't know if it was a basketball player or a football player. A football player. It was definitely a football player. It was like 83 bets totaling $4,000. Yeah. <laughs> including the under on Iowa, Iowa State. <laughs> or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was a lot of Iowa, I felt. Because it was definitely an Iowa State quarterback. And I went and looked. It was a, like an, against an Oklahoma State game that was the one game they actually – they'd bet on a lot of stuff. But that was a game they bet on his own team. And uh, yeah, I, this is – I would imagine that these te- these you know DraftKings, all the companies are so sensitive to regulation. They've worked so hard for this to pass. They have zero 
hesitancy turning in fucking 100%. anybody. And that's what these guys got to realize. Like, it, you know, it used to be that everyone was trying to avoid detection. Now they are the ones catching you. They are detecting. They are they, self policing. They, they are trying to stay above board on this. Right. They want the deals with, and clearly, right, the number one thing they make money from is betting on football, college, and pro. So they are, it feels like going over the top on those athletes. Because uh, you're turning yeah, in guys I, from 2021. I just do that. It's almost 2024. Yeah, why are they just getting to this? Exactly. Uh, Iowa kicker uh, made 170 bets of $4,400 while under the age of 21, the legal age to bet in Iowa, including eight bets on Hawkeye sto- sporting events, including the under on total points in the 2021 Iowa-Iowa State game. He didn't play. Iowa won 27-17. to 17. I mean, that had to have been the – well, Iowa State was probably scoring a lot of points. I don't know what the overrun – was 27 17 what's that 44 40 yeah probably remember i mean iowa doesn't score many points probably hovering right mid low 40s <laughs> yeah i'd love to know if he won the he was sw- he was sweating that on the sideline <laughs> so um coach run the ball coach <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe something 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 you're right seven players at iowa and iowa state have been tied to uh <laughs> run the ball coach get out there and kick it no i, I bet if we went to every I mean, you know the NFL coaches, but I bet heavily in college as well. It's got to be within the first couple days of training camp, talking like an hour talk about the serious nature of this. Don't you think? A hundred percent. If you told me that they spent a large percentage on like the first day, I mean, that would be as important as like hydration stations, right? Because guys, you will go away. This It's not about right. You will get caught. Yeah, they will turn you in. Do yeah. not use your fucking moms, your girlfriends, your. Well, that was one of them. The, the guy the, was that the backup quarterback. Dude was using, using his, his whole family. Yeah, he was using his mom and dad. <laughs> These guys, I mean, you don't realize they are going. This is the the opposite of shady. They are opening their books to everybody, especially the two most important leagues, which are the NFL and NCAA football. Because they can't have ever getting cut off. It would fuck them. Yep. Their whole business is predicated on that four-month stretch. When they're putting them in their stadiums. Right. A bit, yeah, big time. New revenue streams, all that. I'm telling you, one, I think it's a little crazy. It's a little early, but Niners being a three-point favorite on the road. Started slow under Shanahan. Pittsburgh. I mean, Brock Purdy's just going to roll into that place and just... I mean, it's... I, my guess, if we looked historically, Mike Tomlin covers a lot. Guy, he is one. I think statistically, I think he's one of the best covers in the league, right? Well, I think he's definitely the one of the great, if not the greatest, underdog coach in like the history of the league. Like his his record as an underdog is historically great, historically great. So I I don't love that number. I'd rather have it just be like a pick 'em, right? So it's like yeah, that's right. fair. You know, Brock yeah. Purdy coming off an injury, Steelers hot team at the end of the year, but just like. Three-point favorite? Like, I mean, what? I, I think that number's a little much. I think the Steelers are an 11-win team. And defensively, they are... I, I'm telling you, I think that game is just like... buckle. I think it's going to look a little old school. Just some bodies fucking getting blasted. People are going to get hit. Two hard. of the best pass rushers in the league. Maybe the two best... You know, two of the three... Two of the four best pass rushers in the league. In that game. I mean, is it, we sure Nicholas is back by then? Or? 
Better hope so. Or Drake Jackson about to have his day. Even Schefter yesterday with McAfee was like, "Yeah, the number's pretty high." I was like, "Well, I, I know, I noticed that." I did you watch that those clips? I fired through a couple of them. Yeah, I mean, one thing he said was a lot of people attached to him relaying compliments about Trey, but I thought the thing he said that was significant was after saying all the compliments, he talked to Niners people who told him, "No, Brock looks good. Oh, we love Trey." And then he also said, "But." Sam Darnold has a really good shot at being the number two quarterback, which, you know, was also part of the conversations he had with Niners people. So I don't think there's any debate anymore about how real that is. Clearly, it's very real. That possibility. Listen, I, I think people have to be very careful, and I don't blame anyone for looking on the Internet and seeing the information and thinking that is black and white, right? And thinking that is all that that is not the case with how this stuff is evaluated. I think a lot of the times, obviously, you, you couldn't go one for ten every practice and not have it be a disaster. But there is a lot of this is the one sport that, unless like Kyle Shanahan gets describes every single thing to you on on every single play, no one knows. Even some half the players don't even know all that. You stand next to them at practice, you're like, what was I supposed to do there? What was what's the deal when they go to rotation? That it's like. It is the most complicated game by far. So to think that you can just break it down to like Steph Curry shot eight of 12 from the field, it, it is just, it's not even remotely that close to being the case. And then the other factor is, is that fair or not, and sometimes it's not fair to guys because like, how do you get the opportunity to actually prove it on tape? And I think that is the argument with Trey, who clearly has improved and clearly like has something that other guys haven't had. I watch. Aaron Rodgers talk about Zach Wilson. He's like, I've been, he's, he's clearly playing better in this practice. And last year should be a learning time for him. Just even Aaron's like some of the things he said, you know, that's never been an issue with Trey. So Trey has these intangible characteristics that are very good, but like the Sam Darnold fair or not them knowing that he can play in games. And most recently just had some success at the end of the year, that way, like that, that, piece of the pie doesn't factor in like to the fans or even the media people watching yet it does to Kyle it just does it's why so many guys get signed that like why well, know about the tape like D winners or whoever some of the Ty Davis price like you kind of got to prove your shit right now to even get the opportunity to then prove to the rest of the league when everyone's watching yeah once you've proven in the league like ultimately why these vet day off like Trent and McCaffrey and Kittle and Fred they have nothing to prove nothing even like an Aaron Banks now, like I, we feel good about him. We know that he can play in games. Way less to prove. And i.e., doesn't it reflect how they're talking about like the guards this year? Both those guys played. They feel good about like, obviously you improve your technique. And I'm not saying you don't continue to get better, but it's no longer like, we'll see how it goes in the games. Right. Which is always the number one thing a coach says. We'll see. Right. They always preface it by that because the game on the preseason game, there is no scheme. That you, you don't like you haven't game planned maybe the coaches do a little but not in the sense of like well you're gonna get these coverage you just kind of play you just kind of run your plays we know the regular season is nothing like that and then when you factor in week in week out week in week out week in week out so it's just it's very very difficult the hardest part is not necessarily for high picks because they usually just get the opportunity but definitely for mid-round picks and, and Trey's kind of found himself in just I just think one of the most unique spots ever. Because say what you want about Zach Wilson, Zach's got to play a shitload, right? 
He's just been banged up and went shitty, but like most people got a good idea. Yeah, his tape was bad. He was awful in however many games he started in a couple years, right? We've seen it. I bet he's got, if I had to guess, 15-plus starts, maybe 20. So, like, he does have game in, game out, game in, game out, one good game, bunch of bad games. Mm-hmm. That that just has a an outweighted, you know, importance in coaches' minds. It does. Especially also, like, when you're in win-now mode, and that was clearly a learning process for all of us that follow this team really closely, is like, they kind of thought they could do it, and then they realized right away, no. We, we No more guessing games, right? And the moment they start guessing with, like, position players, they'll just yank you, right? They're like, okay, we'll see Trey Sermon. Oh, nope, see it. They, the position players, their hook is quick, right? Ty Davis-Price last year kind of, nope. Dre Jackson kind of, nope. Like, they, they fucking have a short leash. I'd say Kyle, if Kyle was a, a baseball manager, his leash to yank guys would be really, really quick. And it'd be like for a specific, especially with running backs, for example, it'd be for a specific thing, right? Not blocking, you're out. Like, you are no shot. I can't trust Done. you back there to protect the quarterback, which a lot of coaches feel that way, but especially Kyle, right? Because I can get anybody four yards. All my guys have the same skill set. Any of them, I can get Jeff Wilson three touchdowns in a game. Whoever can block and knows the offense is the guy that's going to play. And even if you, I've gotten a bunch of you that are the same. And think about two years ago when Ambry Thomas was kind of forced into action and none of them were ready. By the next year, it's like Lenore gets a little opportunity and then fucking rest is history. He becomes like the starter, right? Once you get a chance and you do well, they'll also ride you like the hot hand. But he's proven to not like, yeah, I'll just give him a couple months, see how it goes. <laughs> you know? That's just not, they, they kind of, maybe they did that if we look back, feels like a lifetime ago, like 17, 18, but they have not rolled like that at all since they started winning games. And Yeah, and hot hand, <laughs> like, doesn't earn you anything beyond the next carry. I mean, they, like, loved Burford, and he kind of won the starting job, and even they would, like, yank him out of games. Like, oh, he's overwhelmed, fucking... Get his ass out. It's like what Brunch their kill. starting guard. <laughs> yeah. They would they would yank their starting guard. Honestly, that's pretty reflective of the operation. And it kind of reflects Kyle's personality. Like Andy's yeah. much more like, just give him some reps, let's go. <laughs> yeah. He just kind of yeah. lives through it. Right. Yeah, I mean, to a, a great point. question. Has anybody asked, has anyone talked about that? We got to go here in a second, but were, were those, you know, running back coaches get to rotate the running backs? They're the ones generally that decide. Bobby Turner is going to be the one that says whether or not Price is in the game or Mason's in the game, generally. How do they do that with the offensive line? Was that Chris Forrester or was Kyle making the call? I wonder. Well, well, that, that to me is where when you're head coach, your offensive coordinator, it, it's all kind of intertwined, yeah. right? And I'd say their crew of guys is feels like they – Complete Get him sentences. the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Forster wanted him out. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we'll leave it there for today. I, I got one I got one quick thing because I saw everyone in the media, this is a little baseball hot stove take, that if anyone has watched Billions or read, I forget, like, I forget the book on Steve Cohen, but I think that was. Oh, uh, Char- uh, Bla- uh, Black Edge. Yeah. Really good book. He, this guy is a fucking killer. Well, to trade Max Scherzer, he had a no-trade clause. You have to get him to agree. So Scherzer's whole thing was, 
you know, they, they told, they looked me in the eye and they're like, we're going to just fucking blow it up. We're going to suck for a year or two and try to get good in 25. Like we're going to, they 100% lied to his face to try to get him to it. But everyone's like, oh, the Mets are just tapping out. No way. I, this You don't think this offseason they're going to offer Otani like $900 million? It's a genius move. If you're if you're Steve Cohen, you look at whoever the GM, some guy named Billy, you go, listen, tell him whatever you need to tell him. We will trade Lindor. We will trade Daryl Strawberry. We'll fucking trade Chase Stadium. Yeah. We will do, we're going to suck. And Max, and I don't even blame Max. You're like, yeah, fuck, I'll wait. This is going to suck. Do you believe... Like, of course, it kind of hit me after I heard, like, the third media guy. I was like, yeah, the Mets are just tapping out. Bullshit. But they had to tell Max that to get him to waive the no trade, which is a genius business move on Cohen's side. It is that was my theory. That's a good theory. I like that theory. I don't think Cohen wants to rebuild, even though it's kind of – now, he did trade good players for prospects, but that's not really the pitch to Otani. Hey, Shohei, 25, man, right? I just think he lived in the moment. He knew he wanted to unload him, get off this like 40-year-old guy who's paying a bunch of money, lie to him. He's eaten some of this money. He basically bought prospects. He just I heard well, someone I, say he I kind of bought, like, bought a farm system. Well, I think it's genius. Like I would, if you're borderline good, but borderline rebuilding, you just stock guys. To, you know, I mean, the Giants and the A's have done this. Like Farhan has done it. The A's definitely used to do it to a degree, although with lesser purchases, right? Knowing I'll just flip this guy at the deadline and I really didn't need him that much anyway. Um, I think it's great business to pay guys a lot of money. Then you eat the money to buy prospects. If if money's no object, it's a great way to, to replenish your system, actually. It's got to yeah. be an incredible. But Max feeling. has to be pitching soon, right? He hasn't pitched for the Rangers yet, I don't think. Today. Today? This morning. I mean, they were oh. playing. I, I looked up. It kind of got into like uh, my Twitter feed. It was like three. The, the Rangers hit a home run tied at 3-3. Three, three. I don't think Max is even good right now, but uh, – <laughs> They just wanted to unload. It's a genius. Yeah. More teams should do that. Like, you know, whenever, having like, Bradley Beal, like we're we are going to only play with G leaguers. So either accept the trade or just be here. I don't care how much money you're going to be miserable. You have to get somebody to take him though. How crazy is that though? Verlander and Scherzer ended up back together, and it was over in half a season. You know, sometimes you buy a team, it just doesn't work. It's the Mets. I also think just historically in sports. Anytime that you like kind of get close and then you just like double down with unlimited funds, it feels like it usually backfires. I would say historically it has. Most times the team, basketball, football, or baseball, this is like I saw it in Philly. You see it a lot in baseball when we were younger, definitely. Basketball, it's definitely harder now with all the rules, but back in the day, you know, and like Barkley, Clyde, Hakeem. <laughs> it's like it just the 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 Lakers got Carl Malone, Gary Payton, John Havlicek, Kobe Shaq. It's like fuck. <laughs> it usually just comes up short, and it's yeah. it's it's rare that like that was crazy. It all worked out. This is not usually how sports works. No, it's not. Did you mention usually what like, was the SI cover with the Lakers with Nash? Did you mention that team? No, Dwight Nash Dwight. Kobe, Powell, I saw a maybe? clip today. I know we got to go, but I saw a clip today because Carly Lloyd ripped the USA women the other day. Did you see this? They lose? No, they tied 0 0. And they were like all happy and signing autographs. And Carly Lloyd was just a not like, what are we doing? Like, this is not acceptable. And somebody then posted this video of one time Kobe was on Jimmy Kimmel's Kimmel. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that clip? I've seen it before. And, and the sideline reporter, Mike Trudell, is interviewing. 
Was it Swaggy P? No, Swaggy P stuck his head and is like, we back, you know, and then like somebody else sticks their head in JaVale, like we here, you know, and Kobe is just, just so angry. Uh, I didn't realize that was what she was pissed on, that they tied. And and they were too happy, she thought, post game. Because they're supposed to conduct themselves. Have you seen some of the messy highlights? It looks like. Like the MLS. Well, someone's like, is it, are they intentionally not hard enough defense to help this league? Well, it's not. It's not. If they are, it's clearly just not even remotely hard enough for an old. I don't know if he's over the hill, but like he's, old Messi is like, on. This the, is, he a, is about. He's on the sled now. He's about. This is a joke. I mean, he's like balls around his neck, like kicking, boop, easy goals. It's like what the fuck? Dressed like, like a flamingo. That that more and more every goal he scores, it's like. It takes away any credibility. Us, just normal sports fans, like, is the MLS getting better? Like, no. I mean, give me a break. I understand he's the greatest player ever, but he's like 37. Doesn't even look like he's trying that hard. He came here because he got, like, equity in Apple, and he's just scoring, like, four goals a game now. Well, he gets bonuses for, like, uh, he basically gets promo code messy with, like, people that sign up with his promo code. He gets money. I, 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 I don't can't remember the exact headline but i'm pretty sure like either game one or game two was a pretty large number of people watching yeah worldwide and it was it was it was like some friendly match against some i don't did they i wonder if they did like a soft lant launch you know like the athletic used to do like free article like free game or do you just have to i don't think they did a free game i think you had to sub carl gave us 10 bucks so we'll get to this before we get out sub guys if you had to place a bet right now what would the qb order be brock trey sam will they keep four um I think it'll be three guys. Brock won. I think Trey does have it. I think there's like there is still time for this thing to play out. Um, I think the smart money, the like, I think the some of the money's on Sam at two, but it would not. I think Trey can still be the second quarterback for this team. If it was a horse race, Brock's winning. Clear, he's gonna win. But like, is, is Sam ahead of Trey right now? If the horses were kind of coming around the corner, not like if it was. If my only consideration was no, no, if, no, fact, factoring in knowing what the organization they're then Sam's are. a little ahead of them based on what I think they think. Yeah, because that's the whole point of this conversation that I see that kind of annoys me. It's like, guys, if this was year one, I can understand like media people being able like this is bullshit, and it, which is ultimately going to be the take. But there's a lot of evidence now of success. Like success is going on. So I, I think the guy pulling the decision, or which is the head coach, like I, I think deserves like pretty good decision maker w- when it comes to this, right? So I, I think he's proven. If the Niners hadn't been winning, I think everyone can just throw stones wherever they want, right? But I, I, I which is gonna happen if Sam wins the job, it's gonna be a. A shit show like on the Twitter sphere or something. Well, but John, this, but it's like it's like the guy they won 13 games last year. They went to back to back NFC Championship games. Part of the reason I'm so anti like trade or cut Trey too, and not cut trade Trey. Like part of the reason I want him around is because I I think there's still time for he, Kyle can get tired of Sam in three months in th- two months real quickly. Like like he can change his mind there, and um, you know none of these guys have the capability. I don't think we'll see. Although today. Kyle did call, I think he called him a dude, like Brock's a dude, he said something like that. Um, but, you know, if Trey Lance doesn't have an NFL career beyond this or Sam, it's not going to be because Sam Darnold was stood in Trey Lance's way and that ended his career or vice versa. Right? Like, I, I do think it's fair to say that if Purdy, if this doesn't go well, Purdy has a bad season, they like limp to nine, 10 wins. Like, God, that was, 
it's it would be very fair to go. God, they put a lot of stock in Mister Irrelevant really quick. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that, but I don't that think to me get seventeen games. If it's not going well, he's not getting seventeen games, John. I don't believe. Well, Donald's stepping in. There. He's getting benched. Yeah, to me, or it's... Trey, or who, you know, and then yeah. Kirk Cousins is coming, and we laugh about it. But that's like if if none of these guys, if the three guys on this team, if none of them become the quarterback, or in Brock's case, stay the quarterback. Then Kirk Cousins is here next year. That's a hundred percent lock, right? If their quarterback situation is just a negative this year, Kirk Cousins will be on the team because they are financially obligated to none of these guys, really, right? Kirk's the most, to, to, Kirk's the most to come to in for some equity to, on like a promo code for. Well, Sunday he would like they, they ain't paying you forty million a year. All right. But they could do one of those like seven year deal. You see, Rogers signed a seven year deal. It's all. Oh, is that fake, how they moved but, it all around? Thursday night football, John, if you're watching this live, is up tonight. Can't Thanks wait. for hanging with us, everybody. Later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.